When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of Forever News! The only news source that provides anything and everything anime and manga related. We don't bore you. We get into it. Let's do it. Okay, before we get into this episode, make sure to hit that subscribe button and hit that bell to get notified. We drop new episodes of Forever News every Saturday, 12 p.m. EST, and throughout the week, we re-upload those segments for your viewing pleasure. Hit them buttons. Let's get into the news. And first story on the docket. Now, it is Thanksgiving week. As you're watching, this Thanksgiving probably has already passed, but I can assure you, I am filming on Thanksgiving for you guys, so give me massive props, okay? Just give me, give me all the praise (laughs) but first story to tackle it is a pretty big one and it is going to be basically shifting a lot of things within the anime industry because in case you don't know the massive juggernaut known as netflix has become very big in the anime space it's kind of crazy to think that 10 years ago netflix wasn't even a thing when it comes to the anime community when it comes to watching anime nobody 10 years ago was thinking oh dog i gotta watch the latest so-and-so on netflix yet fast forward a decade later and here we are it is a monster it has so many titles and it is one of the last things standing stopping sony from going wild and completely out of control with the acquisitions and just in general creating a monopoly we know that sony they've been gobbling up a lot of the western distributors over here they took funimation they got crunchyroll they've been making major moves and yeah netflix has been one of the last lines of defense however netflix recently has come under fire with nhk nhk is a broadcast over there in japan it is a broadcasting station and they're massively popular and have a lot of titles under their belt so much so a lot of anime that yeah yeah, they recently got into it with Netflix over decisions that Netflix has been making. Y'all know, in case you don't, that Netflix loves to play around when it comes to that money. How they going to make that money? Increasing prices, all of that stuff. But this one in particular kind of upset NHK. We spoke about about a week or so ago that Netflix was going to be utilizing and they're starting to unroll in certain areas of the world their new subscription model where basically they're will be ads but you could pay a little bit less to get a netflix subscription and a lot of people including myself were kind of like is that really gonna work also does anybody really want ads when you're on a netflix or anything like that so a lot of different quirks to work out but it seems as though nhk don't even want to give netflix the time of day to try and work it out because they're demanding that 22 of their titles are removed from netflix thanks to netflix implementing this new ad subscription service let's take a look and see what's going on but yeah this is not good this could rattle up the whole industry as a whole again considering netflix is one of the last lines of defense before a monopoly comes into play let's read NHK asks Netflix to remove its titles due to ad-supported subscriptions. The Japan Times reported on Thursday that NHK has asked Netflix to suspend distribution of all of its 22 titles after Netflix's launch of its new advertisement-supported subscription tier. Netflix removed advertisements for NHK programming on Wednesday and continues to stream the titles. According to the Japan Times, Netflix made a statement saying NHK had previously agreed to ad-supported streaming. NHK complained that the ad-supported service was not what it had assumed it would be and that Netflix did not explain the service to NHK until just before the service launched. NHK's policies under its internet-related service standards forbid licensors of its content to distribute said content if there is a possibility of creating a misconception that it is recommending or advertising a certain product or 
for service. Netflix stated that it is continuing discussions with the network. Netflix launched its new advertisement supported basic with ads subscription tier on November 3rd in the United States, the United Kingdom, Canada, Japan, Korea, Mexico, Brazil, Spain, France, Germany, Italy, and Australia. Netflix previously stated that a limited number of its content will not be available in this tier due to licensing issues, which it said it was working on. The new subscription tier has four to five minutes of advertisements per hour and a maximum of 720p resolution for content. Honestly, this does not sound like a buy for me. This sounds like something for like, I don't know if you babysit a kid every day or you got kids just in general and you're going to be, you know what I'm saying, putting on Netflix for them all day, maybe something like that. But for me, no, 720p is like 10 years in the past, if not more, especially on Netflix when they got up to 4K. No, 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 no. With no downloading of content for later viewing. Yeah, what the hell is this? The ads play before and during content in 15 or 30 second lengths. Advertisers can target their ads by country and genre. Netflix stated in April it was considering adding an ad-supported streaming tier at a lower cost. Netflix made the announcement after stating it had a decrease of about 200,000 subscribers from January to March, far below the company's earlier projection of a gain of 2.5 million subscribers. This was the service's first drop in subscriptions in a decade. And also, Netflix announced in June that it was laying off 300 employees from its workforce. Hollywood reporters stated that the layoffs constituted around 3% of the company's current workforce netflix laid off about 150 employees mostly based in the united states in may so turbulent times turbulent times for netflix right now because let's be real here those 22 titles i'm sure are probably bringing in a lot of the anime base because while definitely anime fans are like have embraced netflix a lot more nowadays it's not like netflix is the complete hub so much so in fact that i'd imagine that netflix needs as much anime as they could possibly get because they're trying to compete they're still technically competing with a crunchy roll when it comes to the new anime coming out they're still technically competing with well i was gonna say funimation but you know they're still competing in the anime arena so i like the move that they're not letting off that yo we signed a deal we're not putting ads you know to show some faith good faith with you guys that okay we won't put ads on these shows here or there but we're still going to keep them up we pay for these things and yeah it's going to be interesting to see the way this thing goes and if other companies are going to stand up and be like oh wait a minute we don't like this either we're pulling our titles things could get real dicey and real tricky and considering a lot of this is from like you know the japanese based corporations it kind of makes sense why now that i'm looking at it crunchyroll as it finally ballooned up to where it's at right now and sony buying them out and everything that suddenly there's no more free viewing for crunchyroll like you can no longer just hop on crunchyroll and watch stuff for free now you gotta get a paid subscription there's no more ad based stuff on crunchyroll and now netflix is kind of having that battle with japan because they don't want to endorse like let's just say pizza hut paid for an advertisement they might not want pizza hut during their latest broadcast of you know my hero academia or dragon ball whatever the hell it is that nhk is broadcasting they may not want that even if it's on netflix like dog we, we don't endorse that and where's our cut of the money from these advertisements to begin with so yeah i understand what their gripe is but this is going to be big because again if it spouts up a whole bunch of other companies like wait a minute hold on we're not endorsing this we ain't getting paid from these ads it could be problematic for netflix and the anime industry as a whole because netflix is a key player as it stands in 2022 and moving forward but yeah nhk and netflix need to work it out and get it together because that's 22 titles that at least for the time being is still streaming but they're telling them take it down or give us a bigger bag i'm sure is another option that they have there like hey cut us a big fat check and we'll shut the fuck up forever and you can enjoy your 22 titles but netflix is probably like we already cut the check we ain't cutting no more sorry fam you gotta go but we're still keeping your anime hey <laughs> i will keep you guys up to date on the story as it develops seeing if nhk backs off or what happens but yeah nhk and netflix going at it over 22 titles due to netflix unveiling their new ad-based subscription service and this japanese corporation don't like it 
don't want it and things is gonna get a little rocky moving forward I'd imagine next up the author of One Punch Man and the creator of Mob Psycho 100 the man known as One we talked about a few weeks ago that he has a new manga coming out we spoke about it that it was going to be called Versus it was going to have a different artist it wouldn't be One himself nor would it be Yusuke Murata the guy that's doing the art for One Punch Man's serialized version that comes out over here in the west and whatnot and well it comes out in Japan but you know there's the webcomic and that so it was going to be one starting a new series with a new artist by his side and it was going to be called versus and here we have i believe the chapter is officially released or about to release we have a leak of the cover of the magazine that one punch man author one's new series is coming and it says tomohiro oh so his name is tomohiro one's new manga versus and again he's the author of one punch man and mob psycho and what we could gather so far is okay the main character he has like saitama s yellow and red but he has hair and I'll tell you right now he he doesn't look like mob he doesn't look like Saitama looks a little bit different and again considering it's a different artist doing it all together I don't know how involved one is going to be in the process like is he doing like what Masashi Kishimoto was doing with Samurai 8 and also doing the storyboards or how is that process going but we got that and it looks like there's some flying pig with like alien antennas what the hell is going on I, I believe this is supposed to be like it's going to be like record of ragnarok a big versus type of series or whatever with like a i don't know if it's going to be historical figures or not but yeah so far it looks cool and if anything that i've learned from reading any of one stuff whether it be mob psycho 100 whether it be one punch man is expect the unexpected because already i don't know what to make of it a dude with a sword and a pig with fairy wings and alien antennas is like what's going on over here who knows maybe we'll have some fighters that are so strong eventually they'll be able to take it up against somebody like Saitama himself but this is what we have so far and I ain't mad at it art looks okay it doesn't look crazy or anything like that I'm more so excited for okay what are you giving me one what's the story what are these characters like what are the goals what is this world there's a lot and I feel like one is you know definitely capable of delivering I don't want to say he's gonna deliver but he's definitely capable I guess we gotta wait and see but yeah the first major look of in color one's new series versus author of one punch man and mob psycho it looks kind of cool ish so far and a lot of Saitama with them red and yellow next up we got a quick update and a recommendation from the author of Chainsaw Man, Toski Fujimoto. Y'all already know he's going hard on the paint with a bunch of manga and I'm going to not necessarily sound like, you know, conspiracy theorist, but I definitely feel like because I've noticed throughout the years that these authors randomly come out with these recommendations because Chainsaw Man's author, again, Toski Fujimoto came through with a recommendation, but part of me feels like the editorial department comes to them and says, hey, we want to, you know, push some of these manga. You got anyone? One of them that you want to support or hey can you do me a solid and read you know this series in particular and give it a little recommendation or hell here's a title just recommend it or so to speak because i see a lot of mangaka doing it now granted it could be in good you know taste it could be in good favor of like hey you know they rock together they're all one big family so to speak but yeah there's still a business aspect to this and we know how business gets things but yeah Toski fujimoto is seemingly recommending some new manga he's recommending blue period and chaos game now i've never heard of chaos game i've heard of blue period I I think I saw an episode or so of the anime Chaos Game. The title alone sounds very interesting. And the art on Chaos Game. It's like a girl with three circles. It looks like the Olympics on her stomach bleeding. I want to check out Chaos Game. Blue Period from what I remember. I think was it? He, he was a mangaka. Aspiring mangaka. It was okay-ish. I didn't dive too far into it. I might check out Chaos Game because it's Satsuki Fujimoto recommending it. It looks crazy. But again, I can't help but feel like i wonder if the editorial department puts them up to this like yo recommend this we want to get a little higher sales in this demographic you have that demographic get to recommending fam but nevertheless still cool to get recommendations and i think i'm gonna give at least one chapter of a read to chaos game see what it's all about sounds interesting looks interesting and i trust fujimoto's judgment moving forward we have an update from the creator of attack on titan hajime isayama a couple weeks back we spoke about that isayama was heading to anime nyc to the west i believe it was going to be his first time ever coming to a convention and coming to the west in general and it was you know, a very big deal at the end of the day attack on titan's manga has been over for a little bit now the anime is heading into its final season and a lot of people i'd imagine would love to meet hajime 
Hajime Isayama. However, there was the dark side to it that Isayama was a little bit scared and skeptical of coming over here. He was like, yo, dog, <clears throat> I know a lot of y'all didn't like the ending of Attack on Titan. I get it. Maybe y'all felt disappointed or something, but please be nice to me. Pretty much we spoke about that. Isayama asked fans to be nice to him regardless how you feel about the ending of Attack on Titan. And yeah, that was a sad moment in history that an author has to ask fans hey, can you be fucking normal? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, can you not act like a complete douchebag when I get over there? So a little bit sad in, in a way as well. Like, damn, dog, this is the time to win. But either way, it seems as though Anime NYC went off as a massive success. Isayama went there and he left us with a message. Let's read. It says, Attack on Titan mangaka Hajime Isayama's message to fans at Anime NYC. I want to express my gratitude to all fans. I wasn't sure how to feel about the end of the story. I was having a really difficult time and I apologize. Carrying heavy feelings, I was down for a long time. Until yesterday when I met fans during the signing. Fans told me the ending was great and that they loved the ending and it made me happy. And coming to New York was a great experience for me. Thank you, Hajime Isayama. Now I'm going to use my Fineb brain here. We're not going to read nothing no more. And I'm going to tell you that I 100%, 150% believe that Isayama was affected by the backlash to Attack on Titan's manga ending. This is not the first time he's mentioned it. He did a couple of different re-editions of the ending. I can almost assure you that based on what he said right here and every action I've seen Isayama take since the ending of Attack on Titan, it probably hurt him to see the, I don't want to say betrayal, but essentially the fandom go against him at the very last second, you know, at the last chapter or whatnot, and people, you know, spewing a lot of stuff towards him. It looks like it affected him. For crying out loud, he literally says right here, I was having a really difficult time and I apologize. Carrying heavy feelings, I was down for a long time. I believe it. I believe that something at that magnitude, you know, Attack on Titan at its peak, when everybody was talking about it and whatnot, was one of the things globally that you could find anybody and they would at the very least be somewhat familiar with Attack on Titan. So you add that plus an ending that a lot of people including myself were disappointed with i'd imagine how it would make somebody that actually created it the person in charge of it all how it would make them feel i'd imagine that's why he initially tried to do that extra edition in the books and how he's been talking about like even asking fans to be nice i could tell it probably affected him immensely and that really sucks and it's like for me personally i've vented my frustrations with attack on titan's ending but never would i do it to the point of like yo isayama you need to feel bad or you ruined attack on titan like i don't like the ending not a big deal i still love majority of attack on titan i still love the characters i still appreciate every freaking moment hair raising moment that attack on titan delivered i still appreciate it and i still appreciate and revere hajime isayama as a goat like, I'm not going to let the ending spoil it for me. So, yeah, I've had my criticisms, but it sucks to hear that it affected Isayama this much. And I'd imagine a lot of authors that go through that when it comes to the end and fans are still angry with the ending of their series, it probably doesn't feel so good. I'd imagine Sui Ishida, a lot of people that were, you know, a little disappointed with the ending, probably rocked him hard. Masashi Kishimoto, I don't know how much it rocked him, but hey, he was back a few years after Naruto and came with Samurai 8, and that didn't do well i'd imagine it hurt him a lot of these authors even if you're at the peak look at bleach people act now like you know oh my god we love bleach and all that stuff and the bleach majority of the comments i was getting in the thousands was this ending ain't good we don't like this ending kubo ruined the ending of bleach yada 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 and it's a shitty situation all around fans definitely have the right to vent but it's also not cool that authors feel that way you know what I'm saying? Like, and shout outs to all the people that actually were nice and dope to Isayama to make him feel like, okay, people over here love my shit. Why am I so down? Why am I beating myself up? So my heart goes out to Isayama, all of the stuff he must have been going through. Maybe it wasn't the most satisfactory ending of Attack on Titan, but you're still a GOAT. You still made one of the most awesome manga of all time. Shout outs to you. And it looks like Anime NYC was an even bigger success than we could have imagined for Isayama himself. Moving forward, fans of the Seven Deadly Sins. Boy, are, are there any of you out there left <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Between the anime taking a massive nosedive in terms of production and then the manga ending. And now we have, what, the 
Four Nights of the Apocalypse, which is a spinoff sequel, or is it a prequel? I forget, but it's a spinoff, nevertheless, of the Seven Deadly Sins, and yeah, like, on the manga side of things, Seven Deadly Sins is, I guess, okay, because I've heard nothing but great stuff, minus a couple of nasty things I think about it, about Four Nights of the Apocalypse, but in terms of Seven Deadly Sins anime, it has been atrocious, dog, and this is coming from somebody, right, that I've had a little bit of a change in my opinion, and how I feel about 3D and CGI. I'm not 1 billion percent against it like I was four months ago. Dragon Ball Super Heroes proved me otherwise that you can get somewhat of a decent experience out of a 3D CGI anime. Like, yeah, you can enjoy them. So this is coming from somebody that my opinion isn't as hardcore against 3D CG, but fam, oh fam, they recently released yet again another trailer for the Seven Deadly Sins' upcoming spinoff films. I believe they take place after the Seven Deadly Sins, but before Four Nights of the Apocalypse, or again, is Four Nights a prequel? I I get confused in that whole scenario. But either way, these films that is going to be having Meliodas' son or whatnot, they got a new trailer out, and we got a little info. It says here, The Seven Deadly Sins, Grudge of Edinburgh Part 1, anime movie, new PV, and theme song by Sawano Hiroyuki, which they got a goat in there to do the music. They're trying to get everything else. Like, okay, we ain't got the most appealing art and animation. Let's make sure at the very least we got the goat of music. You know what I'm saying? And it streams on Netflix December 20th. And I may even check it out out of morbid curiosity. But even looking at this trailer now, dog. Amongst all of the CG stuff, like, for example, Trigun. The new Trigun anime is coming out. And I'm actually going to check it out. And I'm a bit excited. I'm open-minded to it. It's a different experience. It's not the same Vash that I was young watching or whatever. But it's still like, okay, something new. Dragon Ball Superheroes. Okay, you accomplished the goal of entertaining me and being a decent film. This, however, based off the trailers, it's not looking great. And maybe, you know, in motion and, you know, 30 minutes into it, I might forget about how bad all of that shit is. But it's just like Berserk, and I'm a different breed, so to speak. Like, even with the 2016 anime, I can acknowledge that that shit is atrocious. That, oh my god, that 3D CG is some of the worst shit you will see in anime. However, I still enjoy some of the shit from it. So, there's a possibility with that. I am not looking forward to this. I might check it out just because I love Seven Deadly Sins and seeing a little more of Meliodas would be nice, but... <laughs> Tristan, you're taking us into the dark ages. This is the dark ages of the Seven Deadly Sins, and if you're a Naruto Boruto fan, and you know when I cast that title of the Dark Ages, win for some dark stuff. And I'm not talking about like some crazy quality writing. I'm talking about yeah, Seven Deadly Sins. I don't know how we're gonna recover from this. I just hope that the Four Nights of the Apocalypse inevitable anime adaptation isn't in that same ilk because no, we don't want it. We don't want it. I. But yeah, December twentieth, you can get your CG 3D bullcrap type of style on with the Seven Deadly Sins upcoming film. What is it? The, the the Grudge of Edinburgh. It's hard to even remember because I'm just like, do I really care? Next up, just a cheeky little scheduled update to bring to you guys' attention in case you don't know. Shonen Jump be putting all their series for a break here or there, which is a great thing. It started off with Oda. One Piece would have a break every other month. Now, authors regularly get breaks, so... Clap it up for that because these authors deserve it. They work ridiculous amounts of hours. And this time it's Kohei Horikoshi's break because My Hero Academia will be on break next week in Weekly Shonen Jump issue number one for 2023. And the series will resume in issue number two as scheduled. And you're probably like, issue number one, what are you talking about? Well, the fiscal year for Japan and a lot of what it does ends in November. That's why we get the top best-selling manga of the year list in November. November. That's why Shonen Jump, you get issue number one in November. The fiscal year ends there and so on and so forth. So everything gets counted from now to the future, including the issues of Jump. So that's kind of, I don't know, not the greatest to hear that My Hero won't be in the first issue of the new year. My Hero's still one of the biggest manga in Weekly Shonen Jump right now. So a little odd, but all right, Koya Horikoshi, get your rest, enjoy yourself, and be back for that second issue. Naruto fans, Naruto fans, Naruto fans. 
in case you've been missing it, we've been having a decent amount of news, a lot of stuff coming out from Shonen Jump in honor of the big, I believe it's the 20th anniversary of the Naruto anime and the big celebration or whatnot. And we've had a couple of different things come out in the news cycle so far. We've had, you know, they did that top 10 fights. They've been doing a few interesting announcements. Of course, we got the Sasuke manga coming out right now, as well as the Konoha Shiden manga as well. It's been a lot of stuff, but apparently there's more big news on the way and i'm hoping that in jump festa we get the biggest of news whatever it is whether it be a naruto remake anime whether it be a new movie i hope we get that there but it says here that naruto's tv anime 20th anniversary will be publishing its latest information next week in weekly shonen jump issue number one 2023 and that's interesting it makes me think that we're about to get some massive news considering the fact that they opened up a website there's a big website naruto and boruto website and that's what they've been telling us hey all of the news regarding naruto and boruto whether it be gaming related because storm 5 or storm connections as they've trademarked all over europe and everywhere else is a thing as well as a possibility but this is going to be massive big news if they're deciding no we're gonna announce this one in weekly shonen jump we're not gonna save it for the website like why not have it all either on the website or all of it come out and jump to get people aware so i'm betting that this one is going to be a big one i don't know if it's going to be the big announcement because i feel like they're going to save the biggest announcements whatever it may be whether it be a again naruto kai so to speak a naruto anime remake or they decide to drop a new movie or they're going to announce storm connections i feel like maybe that would be bigger off at the end of the year but if they have a couple of announcements if there's storm connections and a naruto remake i'm fine with we'll drop one of those news things you know what i'm saying right here in the first issue of jump and then save the other one for jump festa maybe video game now jump festa anime remake thingy if that's what they're doing again it could be a movie I i'd totally be down the same way we got that time travel arc with sasuke and boruto going back in time make a movie out of that make a, a, another one you know what i'm saying that turtle that brought them back in time or was it a toad or a turtle i forget but find that motherfucker and go back in time and do something else interesting that was dope that'd be interesting so i'm hoping for some big news and i'm kind of expecting it considering you open up the website told everybody all the updates are going to be on the website you're dropping this one on the magazine the big magazine that y'all have something's coming looking forward to it and i will keep you guys updated make sure to subscribe and hit that bell so you're notified as soon as we know what's happening with naruto quick update for the author and creator of vagabond and slam dunk apparently we're going to be getting an interview from the legendary takahiko inoue in case you don't know i revere takahiko inoue as one of the greatest manga artists out there if you've ever read a volume of vagabond that's all it will take to convince you oh no, 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 no. This guy is hot stuff. The same way people revere Berserk as like, oh my god, these pages. Go read Vagabond. Literally almost every single page is like, what is this? This is a masterpiece. So I'm always going to be a massive fan of Takahiko Inoue. Not to mention that he has the highest selling sports series of all time and a classic with Slam Dunk. So I'm definitely interested. But it says here, the first Slam Dunk movie will publish a special posters next week and Weekly Shonen Jump issue number one. Also a special interview with Takahiko Inoue will be published in the issue as well i want to hear him talk about vagabond i ain't gonna lie i know slam dunk is what he's there for and they're promoting the big movie can we get an update on vagabond i want vagabond like i love vagabond keep it going or if you ever want to do an anime adaptation make sure you get it right that's a big one we expect mappa ufotable nothing less uh no. <laughs> a1 will probably be able to do a great job hell even bones if they're really determined so let me not completely say it gotta be mappa or ufotable there's other reputable studios that can handle do it as long as we keep it away from like Toei or Pero unless they're gonna give it the bleach thousand blood war treatment I think we're golden either way upcoming interview with Takahiko Inoue I'm interested to hear him mention anything about Vagabond yeah quick update for Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Stone Ocean the anime that is airing on Netflix they released another trailer for the upcoming anime that I believe finishes off this December they're gonna put out the final batch of episodes and I just gotta stress again thank goodness I legitimately was so sad when I finished the last batch of episodes and was like Oh my god, the wait is about to be ridiculous. What the hell are they doing? Looks as though they realize 
people don't want to wait that long probably we should just give them that jojo's bizarre adventure because again dropping another trailer and it's gonna wrap this bad boy up and i'm expecting because i do know one spoiler like i'm anime only i know one spoiler about how it all ends i feel like that's going to be one of the most talked about moments in anime especially for netflix i feel like that especially if they handle it correctly the ending of stone ocean is going to slap a lot of people up and a lot of people that have been sleeping on stone ocean oh i don't like it jolene is a girl i wanted a dude as my mc all of that stuff is gonna smack the living crap out of them once they witness the ending of jojo's stone ocean and yeah the, well the wait for part seven which i hear part seven is arguably the best part looking forward to seeing how that stands but yeah stone ocean is about to uh come to an end soon they got another trailer out and netflix is going to be dropping i want to say we reported on it right it's december i feel like it's december for the wrap-up of jojo's and yeah okay next up is an interesting story that i kind of wanted to talk about just because there's a little more nuance to it regarding free comic book day now i've attended free comic book day a couple different times where you get to go to your local comic shop they're giving away comics you also since you're there pick up a few comics and whatnot i'm a fan of it it's fun environment people that love comics all gathered together for a common love and celebration of the medium in general really dope stuff and it looks like a few manga publishers are getting ready for their free comic book day advertisement so to speak of what they're going to be giving away because apparently they're going to be giving away some shaman king and some chojin x and you're probably like i've heard of shaman king Faneb, what is chojin x it sounds familiar this new series from the creator of tokyo ghoul it's this new bad boy that is irregularly released over there on i want to say it's on the digital stuff i don't think it's in physical anymore but nevertheless this is new work i'm not the biggest fan of it i've read about 15 chapters it was decent i've heard it gets a lot better but kind of makes me wonder when they do these free comic book days and they put these particular series why why are they putting these particular series i know chojin x over here in the west has not caught on that much like there's some people that are probably watching this right now oh my god it's the greatest thing ever you don't know what you're talking about that's fine it, it might be the greatest thing ever but i'm specifically speaking about the temperature and the hype this isn't gonna win manga of the year and any sort of award over here it's just not it doesn't have the fan base or the backing right now so then putting chojin x like shaman king it's a classic a lot of people have heard of it they might be like oh i read that chapter in there i'm gonna go buy some books so understandable chojin x it could be as a marketing and promotion thing that hey nobody knows about it but the creator of tokyo ghoul got a new work this free comic book will give you an idea of what's in store with it so that could be the reason why but basically it just says here free comic book day 2023 lineup includes shaman king flowers oh it's the flowers it's a spinoff to shaman king and chojin x diamond comic distributors announced last wednesday the full lineup of free titles for free comic book day 2023 a preview of Hiroyuki Take's Shaman King Flowers and Sui Ishida's Chojin X are among the available titles. The gold sponsor titles include Viz Media's preview of Sui Ishida's Chojin X and Shu Sakuratani's Rooster Fighter. Ma oh god, Rooster Fighter, really? Kodansha Comics will present an all-ages sampler that includes Takayuki Mizushina's Lovely Muko. Kodansha's silver sponsor titles are Hiroyuki Take's Shaman King Flowers and Osamu Nishi's Well. Welcome to Demon School Iruma-kun. Viz's titles are Kokonasu, Roomba's Animal Crossing New Horizons, Deserted Island Diary. What is all of this shit? And Hirokazu Hikawa's Kirby manga. It looks like they're trying to get not only comic book fans but people that don't care about comic books to come check out like yo we got a kirby manga that's random other titles of interest for fans of japanese manga include issue zero of street fighter 6 the comic book series udon entertainment is collaborating with capcom to produce the comic based on the upcoming street fighter 6 fighting game and the event will take place of course may 6th at participating comic shops worldwide yeah uh let people know that suishida is working on a new manga with chojin x i got all of that shit that i just read that's the only thing that really stuck out to me of like well that and the rooster fighter i, I feel like that rooster fighter was a cool little manga but yeah spread the word chojin x suishida's back tokyo ghoul i think it'll do great wonders for its numbers when it starts really getting localized over here in the west i'm not sure is a volume out over here yet i don't think so but it'll do wonders for it get suishida's name out there i'm not the biggest fan of it but again if it gets good later on so be it quick update for blue lock apparently there's a new cover of for volume 23 featuring gagamaru and the manga has 
13 million copies in circulation. I'm interested to see what the numbers are looking like after the first season. Like, is this really going to be? Because now I'm starting to question, like, sales are great. They're not through the moon like a Kuriko or a Haikyuu. And that's one of the things I've been keeping my eyes on. Like, is this going to be? Is Blue Lock definitively the next big sports series? Or is it being marketed that way and it's not having the impact? 13 million speaks for itself. So I'm not saying by any means, like, oh, it's not a big seller. But I'm looking forward to seeing what the sales look like after the first season. If, like, the back catalog goes crazy because that's the one that puts it in the conversation for top best-selling manga of the year. When the back catalog starts selling, you know, volume 8 is selling, volume 3 is selling, volume 2, that's when we'll know, okay, this is the successor to Haikyuu or they tried and they missed heavily with Blue Lock. I'm watching the anime right now, about 4 or 5 eps deep. My niece loves it. She's caught up. She says it's, like, the greatest shit ever. I'm watching it. I'm enjoying it. I'm not getting married to the idea of like really loving any of these characters, but I'm enjoying it so far. But we'll see. I'll give you guys an update at the end of the anime's run where we go from 13 million now. I'm expecting by if this is the big enchilada that it, you know it's being cracked up to be, I'm expecting 18 to 20 million by the end of the run. It might not. It might be 16 million if you know it keeps on going in this trajectory but we'll see okay next up in case you ain't ever heard of this movie it was big and it was only outshined by demon slayer's mugen train your name the man behind your name makoto shinkai apparently got a new gem that he's moving through with and yeah it's kind of crazy because if it wasn't for demon slayer's movie your name would be the movie that everybody references when they talk about high sellers i will never forget to the point where makoto shinkai at one given point when your name was blowing up had to come out and say damn part of me doesn't want it to blow up because then it becomes too big and how do i compete with that it was huge it was just that demon slayer was some monster in and of itself that gobbled up all of the attention all of the spotlight on big popping movies but your name was it was, it was that guy pal your name was that guy and makoto shinkai is back let's read what's going on with his new work Japan box office, Makoto Shinkai's Suzume repeats at number one with 1.147 billion yen. Makoto Shinkai's Suzume earned 1.147 billion yen, about $8 million, on 829,000 admissions in its second weekend, which was 17% down from its opening weekend, but enough to take the top spot for two consecutive weeks. The 121-minute film's cumulative total domestic gross has reached 4.154 billion yen, about $30 million more or less, on 2.99 million admissions, which is 107% of the first two-week gross of Shinkai's 2016 film Your Name and 104% of that of his 2019 film Weathering With You. If the momentum continues, there may be a possibility that Suzume becomes the most commercially successful film of his career. Crunchyroll's teaming up with Sony Pictures and Wild Bunch International to bring Suzume to global audiences outside of Asia in early 2023. Now, I'm be honest with you, it's interesting to see how this movie is rising. It doesn't have the same impact as your name. Your name, when it came out, was inescapable. I couldn't escape hearing that. Weathering with you was pretty big, too. I haven't heard much murmurings for Suzume. I'm interested, though, because Makoto Shinkai is amazing. Like, your name was a fantastic movie, and I kind of understand to a certain degree why it blew up so much. It just had like a feel to it it wasn't even really like the story was cool and all the whole idea switching back and forth all of that was dope it was just the feel the the presence that was in that series that i feel like was attributed at the very least partially to makoto shinkai so shout out to makoto shinkai with another hit looking forward to seeing when this comes over here to the west might take my kiddos to it they still talk to me about how they loved your name and that was how many years ago bleach fans bleach fans bleach fans in case you ain't been watching you should be watching and you should be checking out my reviews over there on my main channel for neverworld go subscribe over there i'm telling you we're cooking some stuff up but bleach's thousand and blood war anime has been nothing less than an absolute treat to watch as of the recording of this video there are seven episodes deep into bleach's thousand year blood war and something that they did that was a really really cool thing for the fans of the series is with kubo's help the creator of bleach they implemented something that wasn't in the manga and that was a full-on demonstration 
of the original Gote 13 captains alongside Captain Yamamoto in their war in the first Thousand Year Blood War. The first fight that they had with your watch when they defeated him. We had the opportunity and privilege of seeing that whole thing animated. Shout out to Piro for that. I can't even believe they did something really dope like that. But they recently released a little bit of info and insight into that original Gote 13 that by golly I hope someday gets put into a series because they look badass as hell. It says here OG Gote 13 info by Bleach Officials. An organization of Shinigami founded by Genryusai Shigekuni Yamamoto. At the beginning of its formation it was more brutal than the current court 13 corpse and each of them had their own origins and some were great sinners in addition gote was a group of thugs who gathered in name only but didn't have pride in battle or belief in protecting the people so they were nothing like you know i'm saying the gote 13 of our time they used everything they had to defeat their enemies therefore their combat power was tremendous and in the conflict a thousand years ago it annihilated the army of quincy's and forced them to retreat because here's the thing, and kind of adds an extra dynamic. They were playing dirty, it sounds like. It sounds like they didn't care anything. They got to take this table that means so much to somebody and throw it at somebody. This table's getting chucked. So they were arguably almost like what the Quincy and what the Stern Ritter are now. Playing dirty, savages, doing anything and everything to catch that W. While the new Gote 13 pretty much aren't like that. Like, you know, they have honor, they have respect. I mean, look at Byakia and shit like that. So very, very interesting dynamic. Still would absolutely love to see. I don't even care. Make it a movie. Ichigo for some reason gets blasted to the original Thousand Year Blood War. And we got to witness that whole shit. Please, please. That would be a perfect movie. You don't want to do series. Kubo don't care to do a series. Fine. Give us a movie. I'm here for it. But yeah, people, that was the insight that we got on the original Gote 13. They sound like a bunch of freaks and savages. <laughs> Mob Psycho 100 fans, I got a little more news for you. Apparently, the anime is entering the final arc of the series. If you haven't been watching Mob Psycho, that's another gem of this season. As a matter of fact, I got to start getting ready to do my top anime of 2022. And I think this season's going to house like half the list at the very least. But yeah, it says here, Mob Psycho anime final arc begins next week. And they release a special pv to commemorate it and mob psycho has just been a treat i argue that maybe it's because one's art style is so simple that the people down at studio bones have a you know easy time animating because there's not so much intricacies to these character designs like look at mob and look at reagan a dude in a suit and a dude in a school uniform with a bowl cut you know what i'm saying so that's a lot more easier to animate granted you know any sort of detail they can animate at whatever level if they choose to but yeah mob psycho has just been absolutely beautiful story's awesome mob psycho season three just feels like picks up from where season two left off like nothing happened you know what i'm saying so really awesome stuff there and yeah final arc it's gonna be sad to put this one to bed and that's probably why one the creator tomohiro is like okay i'm gonna start up this new manga now off with uh mob psycho that's done let's go to verses but i'm gonna enjoy every episode of this bad boy because they don't come around that often like mob psycho let alone the dedication and quality that the studio behind them studio bones puts into it quick update for vinland saga fans as well as hell's paradise fans in case you don't know they both studio mappa dogs now vinland saga was with wit wit had to let it go you know wit has been going through some financial issues and studio mappa got it and apparently there's a possibility of new info reveals for jigoku raku aka hell's paradise and vinland saga season 2 at the event anime festival asia 2022 the mappa ceo executive director and yuichiro hayashi will be the guests so they're gonna probably drop some info and it's been a while i believe it was wow jump fest last year that we got the big announcement oh uh, studio mappa got hell's paradise here's a little trailer i think because there's not as much hype behind hell's paradise like there was with chainsaw man or there was with any of these other series it's probably why they've been taking their time with it likewise with villain saga season two i've heard a lot of mixed things about what season two is supposed to entail i don't care i want both of them i've heard they're both good regardless i know villain saga season one was a classic i'm i'm ready for this shit so give us all the info let us know what's going down i got a few you know what it's thanksgiving today i might go read a hell's paradise volume of two why not right like it is what it is but yeah just thought i'd bring that to you guys' attention for those that have been waiting like any more updates especially hell's paradise kind of dry out here 
we might be getting some soon. And also, later on in this episode, there's more info on uh, Hell's Paradise and where it's getting licensed. So, yeah. You know what? While I got you here, let's jump into that story because apparently, Crunchyroll licenses Hell's Paradise, The Ancient Magus Bride Season 2, Yuri Is My Job, and more. Crunchyroll announced during its panel at Anime NYC on Saturday that it has licensed The Hell's Paradise, which means that... We'll probably get that spring. I'm going to call spring on that one. The Ancient Magus Bride Season 2, Yuri Is My Job, The Ice Guy and His Cool Female Colleague, Dead Mount Death Play, Ayaka, A Story of Bonds and Wounds, and Saving 80,000 Gold in Another World for My Retirement. Crunchyroll's also streaming trailers for all these anime, and I keep it a buck with you outside of Hell's Paradise and maybe the Ancient Magus Bride, because I saw a couple episodes of Season 1. Uh, okay, cool cool beans, Crunchyroll. Just give me Hell's Paradise. Give it to me now if you want. Like, I'm waiting. Come on. Come on. Come on. I don't know what I'm saying. I just kind of want to, you know, hop over to my Thanksgiving feast. So, yeah. Crunchyroll. They got it. Hey. It's kind of funny. Like, you're probably watching the clip version of this like a week later. And you're like, Thanksgiving, dog. What's going on here? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Okay, people. Let's cool it down with the Weekly Shonen Jump and Weekly Shonen Magazine author comments courtesy of Jost underscore K. And let's start this bad boy off with what appears to be a new manga in Weekly Shonen Jump. Okay. It's called Cypher Academy by Nisio Isen. I want to say, is that the author of the Monogatari, the creator of Monogatari? I want to say that is. I'm so happy to be able to create ciphers that I love in the weekly Shonen Jump that I love. Let's start with the cover. Enjoy. I got to check that one out. I've heard some good things about Monogatari. I had the anime. Long story. I was about to dive into it, me selling the Monogatari anime, but hey. Then we got Eichiro Oda, creator of One Piece. You can use an audio commentary app and listen to it in any movie theater. Wow. I don't need the Blu-ray bonuses. That is fire. They doing that shit in Japan. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. That's a very interesting way to experience something. Wow. Uh, then we got Hajime Komodo, author of Martial Magic and Muscles. The King and Prince group broke up. Sadness. I wish the best for each of the members in the future i'll be rooting for you what the fuck is he talking about the king and princess group broke up is he talking about like a group like a rock group is he talking about characters from marshall i'm behind what the hell is he talking about uh i want to talk about him so why not mapolo 3 from ppppp i want to ride koreidon and miraidong being able to fly is the best i ain't fly in a minute oh then we got another creator from the cypher academy series yuji iwasaki one of my dreams has come true. There's few others I want to achieve, so I'd appreciate all the support. You go, Yuji Iwasaki. I'm going to read your shit just because of that. And we got Koei Horikoshi, author of My Hero Academia. My editor promised to take me to the movies. I got to free up some time. What movie are you going to see, lad? Little One Piece film red? Hey. Then we got Yoshihiro Tagashi, creator of Hunt the Hunter. Actually, it's a staff member. Staff member Tanehara here. Today is 11-9. Congratulations to everyone who worked so hard. Thank you. Dry as a motherfucker. Let's just jump over to Weekly Shonen Magazine. I don't got much more to say. Tagashi, let me down. Uh, then we got Ken Wakui, author of Tokyo Avengers. It's thanks to everyone's support that I was able to make the mad dash to the end. To all my beloved readers, thanks so much. Oh, shit man it's gonna be a minute now no more ken wakui in the author comments wow big congrats to the guy yo say whatever you want about tokyo revengers he did it he put the lights on even more for weekly shonen magazine and kodansha selling hundreds of thousands of copies every volume big ups to ken wakui you enjoy your rest and everything you deserve it then we got yusuke nomura author of blue lock i just finished reading volume one of the kohei nagashi's scary campus college university it was super good and if you like horror movies there are scenes you'll be sure to crack a grin at all right i'll i'll check it out someday we got george morikawa author of hajime no ipo i'm happy for the new rookie king of eastern japan is he talking about boxing? We got Nakamba Suzuki, author of Four Nights of the Apocalypse. Congrats on completing Tokyo Revengers, Wakui Sensei. It truly is a work only you could have come up with. I don't know if that's an insult or... <laughs> Hiromashima, author of Eden Zero. Ten pages worth of data got erased from my manuscript. I wish I could go back to being the me of the past. Oh my god. God, that sounds so fucking horrible. Oh, my heart goes out to you, bro. Uh, then we got Kei Urana, author of Gachi Akuta. Congratulations, Wakui Sensei. So just showing love to the author of Tokyo Revengers. Negi Haraba, author of Go Go Loser Ranger. I think I'm going to go with Fukuko as my starter. I'm imagining he's referring to Pokemon. And yeah, those were the Weekly Shonen Jump and Weekly Shonen Magazine. Author comments, always a treat, always a pleasure, always something. But let's close this bad boy off with the top 
50 best-selling manga of the week, courtesy of Joe's underscore K. Okay, people, serious business, serious business. We got 50 through 41, Ayakashi Triangle, volume 11, 10 days, 15,000 this week, bringing his total to 38.8, almost 40K for Ayakashi Triangle in 10 days. Not that good of a look that it's at the bottom 50, you know, at 49, but still... Okay, cool beans, cool beans. That 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 fan service doing wonders. Blue Lock at 48 with volume 21. God damn, there's really 21 volumes of Blue Lock. They took a while to put out this anime. Holy shit. Uh 15,700 total 185. We got Witch Watch volume 8 in 10 days doing fit. Wow, Witch Watch is a Yo, Witch Watch is a sleeping success, dog. Like that is numbers for a series that nobody really quantifies and thinks about when you're thinking about big jump manga. 40,000. It's doing better than Ayakashi, and Ayakashi runs off of tits and ass, so yeah. Then we got the Elusive Samurai Volume 8, another Volume 8, doing 17.6, bringing its total to 45,000. Another little sleeper there. Okay, okay. Uh, let's see. We got Chainsaw Man Final Volume, Volume, well, Chainsaw Man Part 1's Final Volume, Volume 11, 21.5, total 877. What, did a couple hundred thousand people not finished chainsaw man yet like what y'all doing there's supposed to be a millionaire volume let's go but then we got places 40 through 31 and i have maria they mostly got chainsaw man volumes we got uh places 40 to 38 is chainsaw man 10 9 8 then we got a slime series taking up a space at 37 with 22,000. then we got chainsaw man coming back volume 7 and 6 with 22 and 23 apiece. Then we got, is it another slime series? <laughs> I don't know what that is. Then we got Kinukimon still dropping. 10 days, another 24,000. These old motherfuckers won't quit. 62,000 sales, not bad at all. 10 days. Chainsaw Man Volume 5 at 31, 24,000. Uh, it'll be at a million next week. Sweet. Then we got places 30 through 21. We got Chainsaw Man at 29 with volume 4, 25,000. Again, the, the Chainsaw Man boom is here. We got in five days a new volume of Fairy Tale 100 Years Quest, volume 13, with 25.9, almost 26,000. Okay. All right, hero, I see you. You add that plus like another 20 or so that, uh, even, which, wow, holy shit. I want to say that. Fairy Tale 100 Years Quest first week does just about, or if not more, than Eden Zero. I could be wrong on that, but I feel like I'm not. It's like right around there. Ugh, not the greatest. We got Chainsaw Man Volume 2, 3, and 1, all doing about 26,000, 25, 26,000 a piece. Bringing all of them, of course, over 1 million. Uh, then we got places 20 through 11. Sakamoto Days Volume 9, 31,000 this week. 77K total. Great stuff. We got Chainsaw Man Volume 12, 34,000. Over half a mil, baby. Newest volume. Spy Family Volume 10, 39.5, almost 40k again, 1.3 million, Ave Maria. And we got Black Clover, volume 33, in 10 days, 104, not too bad, 100k in a little, about a week and a half, not bad at all, okay, alright, I wish it was more, but... You know, it is what it is. And let's jump up to top 10, top 10, top 10. At number 9, Blue Exorcist, volume 28. 50K this week, 10 days, 125. Great stuff for Blue Exorcist. Uh, Ao Ashi, that's the other soccer series, right? Volume 30, almost 100K. Four days, 97.3. Great stuff. Then we got One Punch Man, volume 27. 98.3 this week, 232 total. Great Kaiju number 8, volume 8, 100.7 this week, bringing his total to 338 in 10 days. My God, my God. Then we got Slam Dunk. Oh, wow, Slam Dunk Jump. Is that like a special chapter or what is that? In six days, 141,000. Slam Dunk still selling. Wow. Then we got top two, Hunter Hunter, volume 37, 141 this week, bringing his total to 674 for a manga that goes on hiatus like crazy. Wow. And then number one, the one piece. The big piece. The only piece that matters. No. <laughs> 10 days, 1.5 mil, 342,000 this week. This is probably one of the best 10-day sales I've ever seen for One Piece. I don't remember One Piece doing 1.5 in the last, like, four or five volumes at least. Like, big congrats to One Piece. Again, a very eventful top 50. I love when there's so much to talk about in the top 50 best-selling manga of the week. Let me know what you guys think. Uh, any manga that you feel is selling too little? Maybe some of these things selling too much? And, yeah. There it is. All I have for this one, I'm Fenever World, and as always, people, have an awesome day. And remember the golden rule. Anime and manga for life, boy. Have an awesome day. Peace in. And you guys just watched another episode of Fenever News. Have an awesome day. Subscribe and hit that bell. Yeah. Fenever News. We did it on Thanksgiving. Hey.
gobble gobble motherfucker no. <laughs> have an awesome one i have a dream alone in my room as i sit with the tea couldn't possibly think what i often see and you don't even know how i often blink lights be flashing and looking at me such an odd unique yet i'm so unique and you're looking at me if the walls could talk they would probably be bleak and i'd probably say bitch get the fuck off me